<laughs> are you recording? <laughs> uh, you said let's get into it. How are you, my friend? I'm good. And again, I'm in my studio overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, as in, that's my Zoom background. Um, movie theaters open tomorrow. I assume that you and I will be going to see a whole bunch of movies. <laughs> I think you assume wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. What's is it, is Bill and Ted out tomorrow? Yeah. I actually watched Bogus Journey last night. And how's it hold up? There are two instances of a word that I dare not say uh, that would be considered a slur. Um, but um, other than that, it holds up pretty well. A much more of a visual masterpiece than it deserves to be. It's no kind kidding. of the thing with Bill. Yeah, it's when they're in hell. It's actually like really cool to look at. Um, it's been so long since I've watched those movies. Mm-hmm. Well, How I long watched, has it been since Bogus Journey? Uh, 93? Damn. It might be since then that I've seen it. Yeah. I think I've seen it once or twice since then. But it's just... I know we watched Excellent Adventure a few months ago back when we were doing virtual movie nights with New Times. Oh, yeah. And um, that holds up pretty well. Um, but uh, the other end, like the surfer dude, there was, um, there was one joke in Bogus Journey, though, that I swore was from Wayne's World 2. And, it's, <laughs> and it's... I suppose... I would be forgiven for making the error. <laughs> I, I think that it's probably been about as long since I've seen <laughs> since Wayne's World 2. Yeah, well, you know, um, you know, when they're in heaven, they meet the two alien guys, right? Mm-hmm. Station. Yeah. And they're playing charades with Einstein and Ben Franklin. Um, and they're trying to guess a movie title. And Einstein says, Smokey and the Bandit 3. Smokey <laughs> is the Bandit. <laughs> I could have sworn that was from Wayne's World 2. Does <laughs> not. It is from Bogus Journey. Plus, I mean, William Sadler in that movie is pretty just great. <laughs> uh, he's the Reaper. Right. Yeah. Um, so it was... Um, there was an article, an interview with him yesterday in Vulture hmm. where he just talked about um, this tape that he made for George Carlin, this mixtape. I saw um, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, what a cool dude. <laughs> um, I mean, William Sadler and just, he seems like such a cool dude. Um, but I mean, it's, is what is man <laughs> that's that's as as good a way to uh segue into introing the show as any 
Uh, yeah. This is this is what the fork. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. Um, you can find Jason at Jason E Kyle on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find uh, this uh, heaping hunk of insecurity at <laughs> underscore engagement on the Twitters. Drop the underscore like it's hot. Uh, for the instas, I I, and, I love um, I love how that started out sounding like it might be a compliment, and then it wasn't. <laughs> I applaud that, sir. That gets a, gets applause from me. That was a solid burn. And I can't disagree. Um, you can find you, you all. Yeah, wow that that was that was just. That was extremely solid. Um, You're welcome. You, you can email us at whattheforkpod at gmail.com or connect with us socially um, on media at uh, whattheforkpod on mm. Instagram and Twitter. Email us. Send us money. We'll send Jared money. It's um, sending the company money, first of all. I see yeah. none of this. It just all's, all alls goes. It all goes straight back into the show. If you like words strung together eloquently in a way that makes you think, then you should send some money to Jared or to the company that Jared. Hoot and Waddle, publisher of fine literature. Yes. It's like literature. And, it's fine. <laughs> and purveyor and purveyor of fine podcasts and what the fork. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's there you go. Now now it's a self takedown. I know. <laughs> you're uh you're really uh uh wow. yeah, throwing rocks tonight as the as uh yeah. as Walter says. As, or no, um, uh shit. I think it's Donnie because says I've, it. I think it's because I've been watching um I've been watching The Last Dance, uh the Michael Jordan doc. Um, I haven't watched that. Here it's great. Um, oh my gosh, it's um, I, I can't recommend it enough, and I'm a Pistons fan. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a I'm long-standing not, Lakers fan. I don't know that we would have been friends as kids. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we would have. Mostly uh, because I was in Southern California and you were in Detroit, or you know true. that area. You know, if this were a special episode of if it were a special episode of Family Ties, where I visit Los Angeles. And I get into shenanigans and I meet you, we wouldn't have been friends because. Would I have were... been Alex P. Keaton in that scenario? No, it would definitely have been me. I would definitely be the Alex P. Keaton. You would be the um, the little brother. You, so, and my sister would have been Justine. Justine <laughs> <laughs> Bateman. <laughs> Mallory. Oh, sweet, sweet no. Mallory. Uh, yeah. um, do we do we want to talk about what we're doing and why? Yeah. Um, so uh, as promised, we we did a poll. We're shooting the shit. Yeah. By popular uh, demand. This. Yeah. Well, it was touch and go that popular for, demand. <laughs> hey, you know it's something. It was still there was a clear winner, and I thought for I thought for a while there it was it was. 
it was kind of like split 50 50 so maybe a mix of movie and uh shooting the shit but uh there there was a clear winner yeah apparently um, our listeners just want to hear us yap yeah i i mean it's weird because i figured one person would have responded and that person would have definitely picked the shit um but i was surprised um well of, of the five listeners that i actually know of <laughs> so, we had but, more than hey, five listeners who responded i know, well i know we had 15 but i i'm kind of, but you have to realize the russians probably stuffed the ballot box <laughs> right uh, oh that's true uh the russians did help elect shoot the shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but I, you know, I, I, before we get too far in the weeds here, um, yeah. which is what's bound to happen. Um, of course, that's what we're here. I do want to send like uh, thoughts out to our listeners in the South, which, believe it or not, we do have. Mm-hmm. I, I, I made sure to check before we, we started recording tonight. Um, you know, in Louisiana and now Arkansas as the storm has moved inland. Mm-hmm. Just fucking insane. Just crazy. Mm-hmm. And let's, you know what, let's talk about, you know, record number of of devastating hurricanes. It's the busiest hurricane season on record. Um, it's the... Uh, this was a, a bigger storm than than Katrina to hit land. Um, mm-hmm. The we've got, you know, fires all over the west here. I, uh, I I finished my run the other day and and looked and saw like a blood red sun, and I'm I'm thinking, oh, that can't be good. Um, <laughs> and uh, so basically. If you've listened to any YouTube song, you know that blood red sky is never good. Right. Um, no. You know, when Bono's right, he's right. <laughs> when he's wrong, he's super wrong, too. But when he's right, he's right. Right. <laughs> That's usually how that sort of thing works. But basically, yeah. this means what isn't, what isn't on fire is drowning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really absolutely on point for this year. <laughs> yeah. But this, um, I made the comment today that uh, my my uh, I think the only one I'm going to make it through this is are the uh, only thing I really have to live for is in about forty three years, Zephyr Cochran is going to invent the warp engine, <laughs> about world peace, uh, and a utopian society, and I don't know if we're on track for that, my friend. <laughs> I think we're I think we're behind on that uh um, that we, schedule. We, as someone, and as someone commented, um but I so, said, you know, we gotta survive a nuclear war first. Uh that's true. The, and I mean kinda on our way. <laughs> yep. Um, Oy. um but in all seriousness and, then, uh, and and for uh for you kids who didn't catch the reference at Star Trek first contact Played by no. um, uh, the farmer. Why can't I think of his name? God damn it! Um, He's a really good actor too. James Cromwell. Thank you. That'll do, pig. That'll do. 
That'll do. Directed by Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, starring Academy Award nominee James Cromwell. Yeah, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, Frakesy's birthday uh, yeah. a few days ago, actually, as of this recording. But. No. Uh, and um, I, was, I, I don't you know, know if you do you follow Ron Perlman on Instagram? Oh, uh, not on Instagram, but definitely on Twitter. Because he posted a video the other day um, saying happy birthday to Jonathan Frakes. And he told mm-hmm. this really cool story about them both being like struggling actors at the same time in L.A., being in a piece of shit, a uh, little theater production play thing. Um, and uh, like, uh, like coming in early one day to rehearsals for the piece of shit play and uh, seeing Jonathan Frakes there already. And they're talking to each other, and Ron Perlman's like, "I've had, you know, the the, the wildest day." And Frakes is like, "It can't be my day." So you know, like, Perlman's like, "Okay, you go first, because my news is totally gonna trump your news." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and apparently, the upshot of this, because I'm not gonna, I'm I'm not, I'm no Ron Perlman. Um, the upshot of this is that basically they found out the same day that Frakes got Next Generation and Perlman got Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That was a pretty cool story, I thought. Yeah, I I feel like I could do a good Ron Perlman, but I'm just not. <laughs> uh, but you need a you, yeah. you need a really gruff New York accent. Yeah, except it's I, it, it suddenly like, it devolved into it. It <laughs> devolved into. Uh, yeah, gotta be, gotta what, be what's Italian. His name? Uh, Vin. It it devolved into Vin Diesel. Yeah, I mean he's <laughs> Italian, and I'm Italian, and I like to wear makeup and ride bikes. I'm Ron Perlman, and smoke cigars, smoking cigars. Dressing up in costumes. How great was it? Was were was uh, he and Albert Brooks in Drive? Oh my God! <laughs> yes, that whole movie though. That whole movie is just that movie is bonkers. It, I, I love I love that movie, but I love that movie. Yeah, I uh, but to see. Albert Brooks do a turn like that. I don't think I'd ever seen a performance like that out of him. Well, you've seen out of sight, right? Well, no. So I haven't seen another performance like that out of him. What? I've never seen out of sight. Oh, dude, dude, just stop recording (laughs) back in about two hours. Seriously. It's, I can't even begin to tell you like how like he's not. He, there's an inkling of like what he would do and drive in that movie. Like I mean, he's just so. Are you familiar with any of it? I mean, for the for the benefit of our listeners, I'll just go briefly recap what Outsight is and why it's so important. But it's, it's based off of Elmore Leonard, right? Right. And so it's George Clooney and. Jennifer Lopez. Yep, and the only movie that Jennifer Lopez movie that 
like anyone will ever like. <laughs> um, I just right before she became J Lo, mm-hmm. um, and it was like '98 because I remember that's the year I'm like they were filming the movie when I moved from Detroit to Wisconsin. Was she still Jenny from the Block then? No, this was before Jenny from the Block. She was. I, just I'm afraid from- I don't. I don't know the the. I don't know the arc of of Lopez. Well, she was just, you know, starring in Anaconda, Selena. This was after Selena, but before j So she was still able to do a role prior to uh, being basically Jennifer Lopez and everything. Yeah, like she was, she was, I mean, before she became who she is now, she was, a, and she still is now. I mean, I haven't seen anything she's done recently. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Hustlers or anything like that. But, I mean, she's a damn good actress. Mm-hmm. But she's, like, really good. And that's because she's, like, the foil to George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, because, so George Clooney's, like, this bank robber. They break out just as uh, Jennifer Lopez is coming into this prison. Um, They kind of... Are attracted to each other, but I mean, for all you know, but they can't, you know, fall in love because you know he's a escaped convict and she's an FBI agent. Her dad is played by Dennis Farina. Oh, R.I.P. Um, yeah, and then yeah, and then her his sidekick is uh, Ving Rhames. Oh, who's wow. like, um, who's like plays this like Christian character. So like every time he robs a bank, he to Jesus <laughs> for forgiveness. Um, he and Don Cheadle's in it, um, being a badass. Um, Jennifer Lopez is a badass in it. Um, and Albert Brooks is this rich guy that they're going to rob um, because they all were in the joint together and they kind of want to get revenge on them. Um, and it's just the editing, and it's also what many consider to be Steven Soderbergh's comeback, though he never technically went anywhere. Yeah, but he was um, doing a lot of stuff that kind of flew under the radar prior to that. Yeah, because that was—I mean—that was the thing that that at least got him the most mainstream notice post Sex Lies and Videotape, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was like Sex Lies and Videotape, and they did. King of the Hill, not right. the not the cartoon, but the movie, right? Uh, uh, Schizopolis or something. Schizopolis is amazing, by the way. Um, and then uh, Kafka, and then I, he, just what he did with editing that movie, like just jumping from spot to spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just and the way it was filmed, the soundtrack is really good. A lot of Isley Brothers, Lost Soul. Um, which is which is an odd choice, but because they're most of the movie takes place in Detroit, they should have just gone to Motown. But I mean, whatever. <laughs> um, Isley Brothers is just just as good. Um, and Steve Zahn's in it. He plays like this doofus criminal. Who doesn't like a good Steve Zahn character part? Right. It's just so. All right, so, you, you've convinced me. I will watch it. Yeah, I mean. See it this week. Report back to me. Um, well, we'll then, we'll see. Hopefully, it's easier for me to find somewhere to watch than the OC is. 
yeah, I think you can. I think you can find. Uh, I think you can find Offsite much easier than you could find the OC. And I actually would recommend watching Offsite before you watch the OC. <laughs> My only motivation for watching the OC is to get you to watch Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know. Uh, which but. which I I've now completed my rewatch all the way through a year in the life. Yeah, how'd that go for you? You know, I actually uh, there there are definitely some issues with the with the a year in the life. Um, mm. The thing is, you know, there's and and my the things that I have problems with are not going to make sense to you because you've never seen the show. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of the show. I know that it, the pop culture references come like a mile, you know, come they faster. Do. Than yeah. Um, but I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of what they did with Rory's story arc. I actually, I actually hate what they did with Rory in the, in the return. Um, but I mean, really the scenes with, Lauren Graham and Kelly Bishop are like just a fucking master class in acting and very moving, very powerful. Um, and it's, uh, I just, I like Amy Sherman Palladino's writing. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, she's one of those writers like Sorkin that I, I just eat up their dialogue. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, there's some fun stuff in it. Like, uh, you know, Jason Manzukis is a huge Gilmore fan. Um, yeah. And he got to have a part in it and it was pretty cool. So. All um, right. And. Uh, you had me at Manzukis. Huh? You had me at Manzukis. Again, like the, my, my recommendation to you last week. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I got distracted by Michael Jordan. Uh, what, whatever I, I see where your priorities lie it's okay <laughs> you know what i got i was gonna try to watch uh before we recorded tonight and i just i i i uh i forgot that i was gonna do that um and instead i i, I watched um the new episode of lower decks and i watched a couple uh maybe like an episode or two of parenthood um oh. another you know, Lauren Graham vehicle, with Peter Krause. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's another one where it's just the writing is superb. The the characters are fantastic. Dax Shepard, great in it. Um, freaking Bonnie Bedelia and uh, and Craig T. Nelson, amazing. Um, um, so it occurs to me. I have this idea that well, where we could possibly take this episode. Um, we, you and I, we talk about heaven a lot, you know. Well, being that that we talk about theology a lot uh, in right. relation because of the, it's 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 the the heart of our show. But you know what we don't talk about a lot? Hell, exactly. So, Bogus Journey, I, we started off this episode talking about Valentine's Bogus Journey it being hell. You know, like it's a picture of hell. You know, which is, be, you know, there's a little, you know, guy with horns. Mm-hmm. Like, what are some other depictions of hell that you've enjoyed 
or not enjoyed uh, uh, that you think nails what your I, what you feel that hell should be like. Um, okay, before that, I was just gonna finish what I was saying real quick, which is that uh, I. I'm I, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I bit the bullet and got Apple TV, uh, which unfortunately the only place I can watch it is on my iPad. Um, I really wish there was a way to for me to to get it on my TV because I've got you know a, a nice TV, and if I want to watch something on Apple TV, I've got a um, I've got to watch it on my iPad. It's a the app should be available on everything. Uh, I'll double check, but it wasn't. I I couldn't find it in the the Samsung. Is it a Samsung oh. TV? I have. Oh, it may just be on. It may just be a Google Play type thing. But either way, like it, it should be anyway. available across all devices. Uh, I'll I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, yeah, you will. I got it for <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, I wanted to watch that new um, Bill Lawrence show that uh, um, oh, what's his name? Jason Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it looks it looks pretty good. And then mm-hmm. now, so now I can I can watch that um, I can watch that Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was listening to Marin's interview with Billy Crudup, um, which which was pretty good. Um, and he was talking about the morning show, which I uh, obviously haven't seen, and that that's supposed to be really good. So I've added yet another streaming app into the rotation. <laughs> yeah, stuff to did watch. you get it for free, or are you on like cause, so? Because I upgraded some of my Apple equipment. I get a year's free trial of Apple TV, and that kicks up to five bucks a month um, when it's over. Uh, no, I, there was like a week trial. Um, okay. In the just when I, I I got it, it's only it's it is only five bucks a month, so it's not like it's going to break the bank or anything. But um, yeah, it's I mean, uh, in addition to the other major streaming services you have your cbs so you can watch your star treks and uh yeah and and the uh the the hulu and the netflix and the hbo max and um you know at least peacock is free uh how do you get what uh, there there are some shows that i was interested in seeing that are on quibi what how what the fuck is that on is that its own thing too it's it, they're 10 minutes there's these ten minute shows. I don't even know a damn thing about Quibi other than it's a massive failure. Oh, is it? Because that yeah. um, that no, uh, I- that one show with um, what's her name, uh, Anna Kendrick, looks pretty funny. Um, the the one where I have, I have, where she's talking to a, a sentient blow up doll. I wouldn't know because it's in Quibi, and I huh. all I know is that it's everything on it's a giant turd. Uh, okay, well, like uh, I, I may investigate and determine that for myself and report back yeah. to you on that. <laughs> um, yeah, let me know. Um, let me know your take on Quibi because um, I hear it quiz sucks. Um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> you um, are in fine speak- form this evening. <laughs> um, speaking of which, though. Um, uh, 
American Utopia Live, um, the, the next Spike Lee joint, starring my uh, my second favorite, David. Um, oh, uh, Spike Lee is doing the is did the 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 film of that? Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Oh. How did that come about? I, I, I uh, guess I, I you know those seem like very different worlds. I I I, I don't see Spike Lee as a as a big um, David Byrne fan. I would argue that there is a lot in that show for if if I assume that the Broadway version is not dissimilar from the version I saw in Mesa a couple of years ago. Okay. And as the case is not, um, there's a lot there for um, Spike to chew on. Huh. Um, and I mean, Spike Lee also has directed, I mean, he directed original Kings of comedy, which is a fine film. Um, I'm trying to think of what other concert he's done other, he's done some standups too. I think he did. I didn't know. I think I've only seen his, his like feature films. I didn't think of him as being like, uh, uh, you know, on a, uh, wavelength of like Jonathan Demi. Yeah, no. Um, one thing you, I mean, one thing you should understand that, um, to quote to, um, that um, Spike Lee can do anything. Cause to quote, Mars Blackman, it's the shoes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, uh, that comes in October, and I will probably um, be, uh, I will probably get down, uh, I, I will probably throw down a month's worth of HBO Max to, you know, to watch that. Uh, currently, you know, of the streaming services that are not Hulu and Netflix, oh, and Amazon Prime, there's there's the other one. So basically, outside of those three, which are the ones that I use the most probably, HBO Max is the next most because I always watch John Oliver. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really like Doom Patrol. Um, mm-hmm. If you're going to get uh, HBO Max for a little while, I would definitely recommend marathoning through Doom Patrol. <laughs> Um, still have to get through all of. Still have to finish Westworld because that's saying we started and never finished. Oh uh, sure, thank you, Morrissey. Uh, um, <laughs> typical me. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, and then uh, there's this documentary about Nexium, the cult. That Allison Mack from Smallville was in. Yeah, where they people mm-hmm. that started a couple days ago. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not. Technically, Mormonism is not a cult. Technically, <laughs> um, technically not. But cults skating, skating by on a technicality. Yeah, I know cults are fascinating. Yeah, and especially like in the modern day, and I, I just. It amazes me what it kind of amazes me that uh, that these people who I feel have common sense, uh, you know, are able to, you know, what kind of trouble they get themselves into. Yeah. Um. So, um, and again, uh, I'm going to go back to my, my original segue. Yeah, to your you know, your idea of hell. I mean, I yeah. probably my favorite portrayal of hell is on The Simpsons. Um, where Homer goes to hell. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and they're force feeding him the donuts. <laughs> he's just like, you know, more. He, he you just see him balloon up. He's like more, <laughs> like Augustus Gloop. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a chocolate river. <laughs> more. It has the uh, the. I love the chocolate. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's probably one of my favorite uh, uh, Triassic horrors, though, is, is his soul donut, um, mm-hmm. with, which features Flanders as Satan. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, uh, the... Uh, <laughs> when he opens the fridge, like, he gets down, you know, he, he, uh, he, he asks for, like, the perfect donut or whatever, and... and gets told by Ned, you know, uh, you know, once he eats the donut, his soul belongs to, to him. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and he says, Oh, so what if I don't eat this last bite, you know? And so then the last bite is saved in the fridge and then he opens it and it says, I think it says daddy's soul donut. Don't eat. Um, (laughs) 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 and, and he, he reaches in at like in the middle of the night, goes for a snack and, and grabs the piece of donut and, and, and of course eats it and says, mm, forbidden donut. <laughs> it's genius. It's, it's, it's during their heyday. Um, so that's probably my favorite take on hell. Um, uh, perhaps, you know, least favorite, uh, little Nikki. You know, I was afraid you were going to say that. I was afraid you're going to bring that up. Um, oh, it's been a while since I watched that, though. Um, I, I I think that. Um, but come on, uh, you don't. Uh, I know that it's got uh, Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel, beautiful man. Yeah, I mean, and I buy that. Um, <laughs> but it's just it's it's one of my least favorite Adam Sandler performances. It's just it's terrible. Um, yeah. I, I mean. I there are some parts of that movie that are secretly brilliant. Um but I won't argue with you about the the merits or the demerits of Lil Nikki. Um it's I mean it's no that's my boy as far <laughs> as or, or Jack and Jill as far as the yeah, I mean those are are real like low low marks in the. Yeah. Uh, but what I refer to as the sliding Sandler shit scale. Um, I mean, but he's quietly gone and done some interesting things, right? I mean, with the that was uh, the Meyerowitz what, Meyerowitz Chronicles or um, Meyerowitz stories stories, uh, yeah, and and of course his turn in in um, in uh, uncut jewels. Um, gems, you know what I mean. Yeah. We, we get there. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was there when you saw it. I, I, yeah, you know, I, you know, he, I, you know, I, I'm, I know we've talked about Sandler before. He's just one of those guys where he, he can, he, he has potential for greatness, and he occasionally reminds us of that, and then he goes and makes a, a shit movie, you know, or a series of shit movies. 
And, you know, I mean, can you blame the guy? Really? Not so much, I guess, because they, they're what, uh, you know, they're what pay the piper and, uh, and allow him to do some of the smaller things. It's literally an excuse for him and his friends to go on vacation. Yeah. It really and yeah, any of those happy Madison things? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with. It. Most of the time, I'm okay with that. I mean, they're. I enjoy a movie where I don't have to think too much about it. And it's so, just not for me, and I'm happy to ignore them. So yeah. you know, just recognize the good ones and uh, yeah. ignore the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. It's you know, it's interesting. I I, I don't. I don't think that I watch a lot of um, film and television that that has a depiction of of hell. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and I don't think I mean I, 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 I don't know the reasoning for that. I guess I don't. I was I, I was you know concerned that something like The Good Place would be. Uh, too, you know, would adhere too closely to uh, a, a a normalized Judeo-Christian uh, theology, and thankfully it doesn't. Uh, it veers more more towards it, like an actual, um, you know, comedic discourse on theology in general and um, and philosophy. So. You know, which is one of the reasons I love the show so much. Um, mm. But anyway, I, yeah, w- w- it's it's your turn. Oh, um, you know, I didn't think too much about this question uh, <laughs> before asking it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't. I like. I like the fact that in Bogus Journey, you got to choose what your eternity was. And so in Bogus Journey, going through Bogus Journey, you got to choose what your eternity was. And for for Bill, he had to choose, be, like Bill and Ted, they had to choose between reliving, stealing his younger brother's Easter basket with a demented bunny, going to military school, mm. or kissing his grandmother's mole <laughs> or you know and there's this part where like all these you know they all chase them like this demented easter bunny just chases bill and ted down like this long hellish hallway and it's very tim burton fun type thing and yeah i mean i got a few ch- i mean Come on, it's a demented Easter bunny hopping down the hallway. It's pretty damn clever. Um, um, but y- after you, sir. Well, no, I was just—I was going to say that um, I think you know I don't know if this counts or not, but I left out um, uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh yeah, yes. That sir, I I will go with you. I will I will I will vote for that one. I, that is by far my favorite depiction of hell. 
I, um, you know, um, <laughs> and we've already revealed too much for anyone who has not seen this quality motion picture. All I have to say is, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the, the, the dance scene between the two of them. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, I, I love it so much. The two of them being Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's, there's a lot. They were so, so great. It's probably, I'm going to, I know it's really, um, it's really cool to diss on Joss Whedon right now. And I'm just going to say that probably most of that's just Drew Goddard. Um, because that movie is just brilliant on a number of levels. Um, so. Yeah, I, I know that Whedon is a problematic figure and, uh, you know, it, he, he joins the ranks of, of apparently, like, genius monsters. Um, mm. But, you know, and we've, we've touched on this discussion before. It's, it's like, you know hating Polanski, but loving his films. It's yeah. like, um, you know, that, and that's, that's probably enough of a comparison, I think. Yeah. I think um, and cause Buffy, I, I'm still, mm-hmm. I, I'm still a fan of Buffy. I still, um, you know, I'm still a fan of, of, of cabin in the woods. You know, mm-hmm. I still think that his rendition of, um, you know, his interpretation of Much Ado About Nothing was was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love Buffy, love Angel, love Firefly, your Serenity. Yeah. Your, like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot to love there. Um, and, and we, we can just... I can go with the answer that I did cook up for just now for my, my favorite depiction of hell. Um, <laughs> if you want to move, make an uneasy transition, the, the bad <laughs> transition, the, the bad segue. But it's, it's devil's advocate. Devil's advocate. Um, I, you, you know what? The- I, I, uh, I have Literally seen it. Honor. I have seen it. Keanu Reeves, Al Pacino. I have seen it. Yeah, I figure Hell would just be Al Pacino. What about the Ninth Gate? I have not seen the Ninth Gate. Roman Polanski. <laughs> Roman um, Polanski. I remember hating that movie. I have never seen it. I just it didn't appeal to me. Huh. Um, Anyway, I heard remaking the stand again, and really, that, yeah. I mean, that's all on earth too, man. Yeah. So, you know, and, uh, one of the scars guards is, um, you know the uh, Satan, uh, the evil of a guy, and I'm just like, well, that fits. I so, I don't know. I figure Hell would have to be listening to Al Pacino shout at the top of his lungs for about, you know, a lot. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it did connect the dots of how the law pretty much has set set us up for the apocalypse. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I mean, and, that tracks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does. I, I actually watched it the other, like, I think last week before we recorded and I just like, yeah, this, this shit holds up like really well. Uh, the only thing that does not hold up in this is Charlie Saren's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, have you watched the, uh, What's her new movie? Old School? What is the... Oh, The Old Guard? Old Guard, yeah. Apparently apparently we've just become like two old guys and I say the wrong title of everything and you correct me. Yeah, you're you're like the... um, You're definitely the... uh, I don't know, the... You were the Malter Math out to my Jack Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> That's or maybe the Burgess Meredith for all I know, and the, and the grumpy old grumpy old men and analogy I was coming up with. <laughs> um, I I would I would go for Walter Matthau. I would take that. Oh, I was gonna say because this is gonna call back to the the conversation about Albert Brooks. Mm-hmm. Is that he? I'm finding that there is a style of Jewish actor that just appears to be absolute. You know, they're not your classic leading man, and yet mm-hmm. they can do it, and they can do the comedic stuff, and they can do the dark stuff, and really like surprise. You know, I, I'm I'm thinking of a league of. Albert Brooks, I think, uh, I think Elliot Gould. Hmm? You think Patinkin? I think Patinkin. Uh, I think you've described him to a T. The man sings, dances, um, portrays, uh, I mean, does Princess Bride, does Yentl, um, does Homeland. Um, I think... I think um, the man that you are describing more than anyone is Mandy Patinkin. Is Mandy Patinkin actually Jewish? I, I hope so. Let's find out. Um, he's Let's a, see. But no, I was thinking, like, if you think about, like, that era, though, of actor. I mean, and mm-hmm. I would say Patinkin falls into that. Um, maybe a little bit younger, but yeah, I mean, Albert Brooks, uh, Elliot Gould, um, uh, oh, um, why did I, why, why am I spacing on his name? He's one of my favorite actors. He was in Misery. He was in, uh, James Kahn. thank you, James Kahn. Jesus Christ. How could I forget? Wait, 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 wait. They had this debate on marrying, uh, him and Seth Rogen. Uh, about James Caan's origins. Um, like, and I think they determined that he's just Italian. No, no, <laughs> and, no. And, he's, he's, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. 
Oh, that's unfortunate. The first thing to come up when searching for Mandy Patinkin is, is Mandy Patinkin dead? Um, <laughs> no. He is the man will never die. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I'm pretty sure that Streisand keeps him in a hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Man, uh, Patinkin grew up in a, an upper middle class family descended from Jewish immigrants. Um oh. Let's see. And I just want to be sure is James Kahn. I've already I'm already on. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, yes he is. Okay. Son of a of a German Jewish butcher. <clears throat> Which is okay. interesting. My uh my my grandfather Rest in peace. Was a, a a son of a of a of a Russian Jewish butcher. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so I'm saying it's like that. Um, and I don't know what it is. It's uh, that they're, they're they're fantastic. I would say that um, your definition here. You're you're deaf um, as the as the as the the token gentile. Um, <laughs> I would say that your two best specimens here of the type of actor that you described would definitely have to be Khan and Patinkin. I, I Mandy's literally like done it all. As is Khan. I think Khan's even. You wouldn't you wouldn't throw Elliot Gould in there. I mean, the long, the long goodbye, you know, the, I mean, this, this stuff in general that he did with, uh, with, with Altman, you know, and well, for one, I've not seen, I have not seen the long goodbye. That is definitely a big blind spot for me. Um, but Bob and Ted and Carolyn was it Bob I, and Ted and Carolyn Alice. Yeah, I always just associate Gould, and maybe it's just because the first time I, I encountered him in my filmography is in a Muppet movie. <laughs> but I mean, like, he's just, he, he seems more comedic than anything, and it's not against him. I just, I know he's done drama. I, I've seen him in dramatic roles. I've, I just think of him clearly as, you know, this. I think going back to your Am Sandler, um, mm-hmm. though the comparison is definitely not apt. Someone who I see with comedic sensibility um, that occasionally has to be reminded of his dramatic. Um, Interesting. His, yeah, I I, 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 I certainly see where you're coming from with that, but I think that Elliot Gould is far superior to Sandler. So, oh, oh yes, d- d- there is no question, sir. <laughs> I, I was. I think I even was, Sandler would agree with that. Um, I was. I was hesitant to even make the comparison, but no. But I, I mean, um, it's, it's apt. I see where you're coming from with it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, but again, like to your, like I just thinking like, yeah, this is. Um, Con, like I'm going through Khan's filmography right now on the airwebs, and like he's just like going from like The Godfather to Funny Lady to yeah, 
like to silent movie, uh, yeah. to um, alienation, to misery, to you know, just his work with Michael Mann, you know, yeah, yeah, the thief. I mean, thief is just shoot. Yeah. Um, oh, but uh, yeah, he's and and again, like even um, and then Patinkin, you got Oriental, you've got Princess Bride, you've got Homeland, you've got just all these like movies. He's just been like I just you know he's there's just there's there's not I um. There, there are not a lot of of actors like them out there these days. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, it's interesting. I guess maybe you know Tom Hanks, but then you're you're going uh, uh, Gentile. So Tom Hanks has been everything. Tom Hanks was a Mormon for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. He was um, like growing up. Oh, so if uh, you don't have HBO Max, you haven't seen an American Pickle. No, I haven't. I, is it good or not? You know what? I really liked it. Uh, <laughs> I I I enjoyed it. I you know it's it's not. I mean, it's not much. There there's not a ton to it really. Um, the the premise of it is is pretty ludicrous. Um, but you know, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I enjoyed Rogan's performances in there. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I would recommend it. Um, I'm trying to confirm, but you know who else is an actor that um, falls into your category? Uh, Christopher Walken. I don't think Walken's Jewish. He's. Played a Jewish. Um, he, he played someone who was. Uh, he played. Um, he's played Jewish Americans, like in some movies. But I mean, I I don't know. I mean, so. yeah. Gentiles have played Jews before, but I do, I I do agree. Uh, I would put him in that kind of caliber as well, though, as somebody who's um, who's equally adept at song and dance and comedy as as they are at you know heart wrenching dramatic turns. Yeah. Um, oh, and I confirmed it. Uh, he is um, Scottish and German. Uh, so. I, and I will now be erasing my uh, Twitter search, my Google search history, because uh, I feel weird for even asking what? <laughs> my, <laughs> my computer for such. Are they Jewish? Um, <laughs> eventually, Google will ask, why do you want to know? <laughs> What's it Does to it you? Does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> Google. Well, why is, is so-and-so just, does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> why can't you just love them? <laughs> like, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I just, I just think it's interesting. I, I, I think that there's a, you know, um, 
it's 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 a specific type of leading man that I don't feel really exists anymore. It was definitely of an era. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, what do I know? Uh, and so, you know, I I think that we should actually start to wrap it up. I think more than an hour of us shooting the shit is is gonna start to grate on people, no matter how much they they might profess to enjoy it. Um, yeah, there there was some shit shot. There, there certainly was, um, but you know, I, I, I am curious, you know, and we've, we've sort of touched on this before. We, we have, um, you know, answered the question uh, for for Yabium, you know, and, and we've, we've been asked our thoughts on uh, an afterlife and and all of that. Um, but I mean, it's. It's an interesting point of discussion, you know, just um, how, how do you, you know, I, I feel, I think it would be interesting to consider how like our present uh, belief systems and ideologies are, are informed by what we were raised with. I mean, the, the two of us definitely had very different upbringings. I was, I was, you know, um, I was I was brought up Jewish, but but very loosely. I, I wasn't. Um, I didn't have a bar mitzvah, um, and I never I never went to temple. But we did we did observe holidays. I learned some Hebrew. Um, I I you know could say the prayers and so forth. And um, you know the the Jewish idea is that it, is that there is heaven. There is no there is no. Uh, hell in Judaism though um and you know as such you know even though I've I I have strayed pretty far you know I I'm definitely culturally Jewish and um I I think that the older I get the more I actually kind of find comfort in some of the religious ideology um even though I would never I don't think I don't know that I would ever return to being a practicing Jew. Um, it's it's certainly I, I feel like deep in my bones, um, and you know, kind of consequently, I don't, you know, I I don't have much of a of a concept of of a hell nor nor any you know any belief in it. I you know I, I you know my stance on an afterlife anyway. Um, but you know it makes me kind of curious uh, wh- how how you feel like your upbringing informed your thoughts on the matter of a heaven and a hell and um and how that has sort of evolved uh, in now being you know a grown ass man and having children and you know your family of your own oh I mean, I always, I joke, but it's like serious. Like I, I like to, because I, you know, I've experienced death in my family early on and I, I like my kid, you know, I love my kids. Just, like, you almost said my, you like your kids. Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> huh, you know, I just spend 10 hours a day with them, Jerry. <laughs> That's you know that's enough. I I I have trouble spending ten hours a day with myself. Um, <laughs> or anyone else? 
but uh, I'm not, I digress. Um, no, just there's part of me that kind of wishes that if there is a heaven, like I get to like be with people who I love and want to be with. Um, and I mean, I do just want most of the time when I'm being a good person, it's just out of the fact that I just want to be a good human being. Not because I'm afraid that if I don't, that I will, you know, end up in some place doing, you know, and burning forever. Um, I mean, that, but there's also that part of me is like, what if they're right? <laughs> like, yeah. So that's always like the thing in my back of my mind is like, well, I think they're wrong, but what if? Um, so maybe I better not like, um, I don't know. I just, I, again, like I, I think I've said this before. I'm pretty agnostic. I think just when it comes to religion in general, I just feel like there's something out there doing, you know, guiding people. And hmm. I just, maybe it's just the institutions that have been corrupted and, so, so do you think, do you subscribe to notions such as fate or destiny? Uh, and do you, would you describe yourself as someone who has faith? I describe myself as someone who has faith, but I feel that, that um, I don't believe in destiny. I believe you have to earn it. Hmm. It... Um, I've had this discussion before, like with other people, um, just people who think like things are meant to be like, I was meant to get this job or I was meant to get this thing. I'm like, um, like, or God, but you know, gave this to me. I'm like, God didn't give you anything. You earned it. Um, I think people give God too much credit for shit. Yeah. Um, when they should, people should just give the, themselves credit. I don't believe in divine intervention. I don't believe in any of that. I think, I think that um, whatever ominous being guides your life, that being wants you to, wants people to guide them to, you know, is not guiding them to where they need to be people are doing it on their own, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's the ball is in the, I mean, and it's clearly like if, if you, Jared Duran, let's use you as an example. If you, Jared Duran want to be the greatest podcaster in the whole wide world. I, I mean, for, and for all people know you are, <laughs> You're just not discovered yet. <laughs> you know what? I'm happy to be in the in the you know top twenty five percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're that has to do more with what you've learned, how you you know what you do, and your ideas, and developing those ideas. Um that has to do with a divine being making, you know, giving you the skills that you need to be the best podcaster in the world. 
You know, this is this is interesting to me because I think you know, I was I was a staunch atheist for a while. When I was pretty young, I, everything seemed to to happen right around the time I was like 13. Um mm-hmm. interestingly enough when I didn't have my bar mitzvah, um that you know, I I got into Jack Kerouac and other beat writers um and and uh Karl Marx and um and was very much a you know there is no god um there's there's a, there's just there's nothing um and that lasted pretty well into my 20s I think and you know, I, I think that there were just too many life events. You know, the the, the course of things that that actually kind of made me pull back from that. And I and I guess I would consider myself agnostic as well, although I don't know that I love that term. Um, it's not my. And I, it's definitely not my favorite term to use. I just. I think it's probably as far as as you know our limited language surrounding theology goes uh mm-hmm. it's the most apt um but basically you know and and i don't i I don't subscribe to you know i I'm not like in the Sam Harris camp of uh we don't have free will um mm-hmm. You know, I I absolutely think that that life is what we make it, um, but I do think that there that if you shut off the idea, you know, if if it's if it's just so black and white that you close yourself off to sort of the mystery of existence, then mm-hmm. you're robbing, or at least you know, I should I shouldn't say this for anyone but myself, but I felt like I was robbing myself of too much of just like the wonder of life because Mm -hmm. it's just so inexplicable. Like what makes us different? Why are people, you know, the dominant species? (laughs) Um, you know, why are we, you know, able to communicate the way that we are? Why, you know, why why is civilization uh created and and furthered by people you know it's a very i just i i think that there's 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 too much i i like the mystery i like having something that i can't explain i think there's a beauty to that and then i also think i also think that that you know, I've I've sort of, I, you know, while being every, I feel responsible for where I am today and everything that's occurred. But I also have this kind of nagging feeling that things sort of just happen the way they're supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean I'm taking a back seat. I, I think for something, you know, good to happen, I have to make that happen. Mm-hmm. But if it's meant to oh, happen, yeah. I think it will. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that ends up being more of a hindsight sort of thing, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I feel like 
I don't know. Uh, I, and I, I wonder how much of that also just comes with age and maturity and somewhat of a world weariness. Yeah, I, I, I agree with your uh, Iris Dement philosophy of letting the mystery be. Mm. Um, look that song up if uh, you're not familiar. I, I uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, um, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I can really. Yeah, I think I really want to top you because um, I think you kind of summed it up, um, but. Yeah, I I feel like anything that I've had, I earned. I don't feel like I was. I, I guess maybe here's a good way to, close, to kind of sum this up. I remember, like seven years ago, it was around this time when my grandmother died, and my aunt and uncle, who I was staying with while I was in Detroit attending the funeral, um, bought me a lottery ticket. And I used my ex-girlfriend's address numbers uh, as the numbers that I picked. Um, And I won. I won about $700. Um, And, I mean, you can look at this as a number of ways. Um, You can take a a look at as my grandmother looking out for me, uh, you know, by... Helping me win the lottery. Yeah, um, you can look at it as a sign that I was supposed to stay with this ex-girlfriend. Uh, um, uh, because I chose her address numbers as anything. You can look at any number of ways. But you know what it comes down to, Jared? I picked the right numbers at the right time. <laughs> and I mean, they, they're gra- called odds for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um and and uh my grandmother nor any or any other divine thing did not uh intervene it was not a message um anything at all and you know what i did with that money <laughs> paid off my damn credit card <laughs> <laughs> so like that's i mean maybe i was supposed to buy something with it, but no, nope, I pay off my credit card because that was a responsible thing to do. Indeed. Um, so, and I, I don't want to be presumptuous, but I like to think that um, I, I, I would like to, inst- I feel, I mean, I do good because I want to do good. I feel guilty when I do the wrong thing, which I do often. Um, I'm sorry when, and I'm always sorry when it happens. Um, you know, I think that I, I, you know, I think that morality is an interesting discussion to get into, and I think that maybe we will next week. Yeah. Uh, for more deep thoughts with what the fork. <laughs> we're, we're we're no Jack Handy. But uh <laughs> No, we're not. But uh yeah, I think we may have uh probably overstayed our welcome here on the shoot the shit train. But uh yeah, I like I got money for nothing and I 
just got lucky. Did you get yeah. also your chicks for free? Uh, I did not. <laughs> um, but uh, I went home and I moved some microwave ovens and custom chairs. Because a month later, I moved to Phoenix. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, yeah no it, it like it just things happen you know people get lucky i mean would yeah i i do think that you know and and i think that <clears throat> i think that luck is a thing you know mm-hmm. as much as as yeah, I, I agree that you you get what you earn and and all of that uh you make your own way and all that kind of thing I think that sometimes there's a boost from somewhere. Who knows what it is? Yeah. Uh, there's just no counting on it. <laughs> and that is why um, I am not a gambling man. That's the thing that, that's the thing that kind of befalls me is people count on it. And when it doesn't happen, they feel that it's motivation for them to do more. Yeah. Or someone tell them that, oh, you don't, the Joel Osteens of the world will tell people, Oh, you're not earning money because you don't love God enough. Well, that's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. You're not, like you're not earning money because you didn't go, you didn't do this, this, and this It has nothing to do with like, yeah. how much you, how good of a person you are. Um, and I've been listening to um, this podcast about multi-level marketing and that's something like they really like drive into you is like, like not the fact that you're selling this shitty product that you'll absolutely make no money on. <laughs> right. Like, like it's your fault because you don't believe in it. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Um, anyway, like we could go on and on, but I feel like this is, this is a good time. I don't know about you, but it seems like a good time to, yeah, I th- I think so. I think that we have we've done our thing, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, I I the the one last thing I want to go out on, mm-hmm. and I think that um, you know, we we were kind of talking about this off mic messaging back and forth earlier. Um, yeah. I do also think that we have kind of a responsibility to use our platform. Um, so mm-hmm. I at the very least want to. You know, it's it's a huge election coming up in a couple of months here. And if you're not registered to vote, please get out and register to vote. And you can see the shit show the country is right now. And I think that people should vote accordingly to uh, make it less of a shit show. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, uh, this week has not been... Um like you can't I was supposed to interview someone yesterday and it got canceled for one re- for a reason and we were talked briefly for five minutes and we couldn't even not talk about things that happened over the last few days and so yeah vote because I'm I rather talk with people about music than talk about this. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, you just can't bury your head in the sand and ignore things. It's you got to you got to pay attention and see what's going on. And you know, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Be a good human because it's what is right. And mm-hmm. um vote out the garbage. 
Yep. And mask the fuck up, fork yep. buddies. Yes. Mask the fuck up, fork buddies. And uh, chili babies. Yeah. Take it sleazy, chili babies. Take it sleazy. <laughs> This has been a Hoonwaddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from Hootenwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hootenwaddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash Hootenwaddle.